Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Welcome to Healing Your Family Legacy, here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Innovative, evidence-based recovery that helps to identify intergenerational trauma, allowing for freedom and embracement of the healing process. Today, Episode 50, Change as a Process, Part 1. And now your host, Dr. Donna Bevanley. This is Dr. Donna Bevanley helping you heal your family legacy. Welcome back. Um, and this, again, is the new year, and we've been talking about changes. And, and last time I talked about, instead of talking about New Year's resolution, where I have to make this change and I have to make it now, like losing weight, like you might decide this is the year I'm making a resolution to lose weight and then because there's no plan no process like you might exercise or join a gym and then by the end of January and by at least by the end of February you're usually running out of steam because you haven't achieved the desired results don't have an, a realistic understanding about what it means to make real change it's a process and Last session, I spoke about making plans to make change, how you can take the steps in order to make a change. For instance, if you want to lose weight, if you want to stop drinking, uh, let me say, if you want to stop drinking, you just have to stop, okay? It's not complicated. It's, it's simple. Don't put it in your mouth. Same with drugs. Don't put it in your mouth. Now, I could talk a little bit about what would be involved with all of that. But today I want to talk about the process of most change. In fact, there is in my profession what we call process addictions and substance addictions. With substance addictions, drugs, alcohol, um, those are the two substances that include substance addictions and what you have to do in order to make changes in that area is to stop. Process addictions are behavioral, and that involves uh, eating disorders, it involves gambling addictions, shopping addictions, uh, any kind of 
process that needs to have steps, needs to have constant changing, constant evaluation along the way. These are called process addiction. And when I was talking about not referring to these changes as resolution, but I'm talking about changes and the process that involves change, um, I was talking about looking at what you would like to happen and then stepping back and saying, what are the steps that I need to take in order for this change to occur? And it just so happens that my good friend Dave, who is also my producer here, you might have heard his story last summer when about the dentist. Well, I would like for him to come on and tell you what has happened when, as he has uh, made the change in order to take care of his teeth. So, Dave. Hello. It's good Hi. To, it's good to be back. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm always kind of floating in the background, but I appreciate you bringing me on. Yeah, so um, uh, we're recording this in late December, and uh, I have now been to the dentist more times <laughs> in this last year than I have in the previous 35 years. Uh, as, as a recap, uh, I had some dental trauma as a kid that uh, made me just deathly afraid of the dentist to the point where I didn't even realize, like, that's why I didn't want to go to the dentist. I just didn't go to the dentist. And it was talking to you that you were like, well, yeah, that's trauma. I mean, duh, kind of. It's so obvious to somebody who is, you know, trained and a professional. Uh, and a, a light switch kind of flipped for me, you know, because I was like, wow, you're, you're right. That's, that's why there's this block. And, um, you know, having, you know, a, t- a wisdom tooth coming in that was causing all kinds of issues in my teeth, pain and swelling and everything. I'm like, okay, I've got, got to get past this. And so went in and, and had an appointment. And the first thing I did was, you know, I just, I called, I, I like literally Googled wisdom teeth extraction Orlando. And I just started calling people like out of the blue. <laughs> and uh, the first thing they told me was, we'll, we're, we're happy to pull your teeth, Dave, but you 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 can't just kind of walk in and have somebody just yank yank teeth out of, teeth out of your head. You've, there's a process that you have to go through. In which case, you have to you have to have regular care from a dentist who knows your story, who knows your history, and can refer you so that it, you're not just walking in cold off the street. So, I did that and uh, had my first appointment and had some anxiety meds on board. Actually, my first appointment was just a consult. Sat down, and, and again, I, I've talked about this previously, and that was kind of scary experience because dentists have changed a lot in the last three and a half decades since I was last in a chair. Namely, how it's much more of a, of a, in and out, like there were like stalls, like a salon versus like a closed office. But uh, that also means that it, it was uh, I could hear, you know, a lot of sounds and all of that from other people, and, and it's not like in the movies where you hear somebody like screaming in agony, you know, in the next booth or whatever. But it's just kind of got in my head. But they they put me on a path to eventually getting my wisdom teeth, uh, two of them, as well as a couple of other teeth that needed uh, extraction as well. Uh, that concluded just last month. But before I was able to do that, I had to go through two or three regular appointments 
the first was just kind of okay we got we've got to do a cleaning we've got to we've got to get things under control take care of some cavities we've got to get a good baseline happening before we can start talking about surgery so a couple of those appointments uh, and uh, then they set me up for the surgery and all things you know considered it went really really well i'm very happy to report that i didn't I didn't do anything crazy or stupid under the effects of heavy narcotics or painkillers. Uh, I did make Shannon promise that she would not videotape me and it would not, you know, go viral. There wouldn't be some Twitter <laughs> incident <laughs> where I am talking out of my mind and making a fool of myself. So Shannon, thankfully, uh, kept her into the bargain there. But it actually went surprisingly smoothly, not without incident, you know, and having stitches in your mouth and all that still really grosses me out. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I just last week, or I guess it's been a couple of weeks now, had a follow-up, the first appointment since the surgery and everything's healing up nicely. It, things are normal things that I even like was freaking out about, like, oh my gosh, it's not healing up correctly. Ah! Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, no, everything's going going along swimmingly. I've got my next appointment in March, and we're going to start looking at, you know, maybe braces. And I'm going to be, you know, 48-year-old man walking around with braces, I guess, which is cool and weird and funny all at the same time. I don't know, Invisalign, I don't know. But uh, I guess I guess 48-year-old men can can be called metal mouth and, be, and own it. I'm going to own it, I guess. Um but uh which is funny cuz all of my sisters have had braces and uh which gets me thinking like did my parents just run out of gas or energy <laughs> like when it came to me <laughs> all of my sisters had braces like like clockwork and then when it came to me no i don't know uh but uh, it makes me wonder if it coincides with my father's retirement from the military I'm guessing that's what it was because he retired. Mm-hmm. They moved to North Carolina, and suddenly, you know, the government's not footing the bill for braces. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, unfortunately, they've passed, so I can't ask them that. But um, yeah, really happy to have gone gone through it, and it reminds me of when Shannon and I uh, talking about more kind of adult brain versus child brain. We got into a, a lot of debt and we just kind of dodged it. And I can't remember if we talked about this or if, I, if I've talked about it on, on uh, Cynthia Alice's show. But we got into a lot of debt and we just kind of dodged it, you know, credit card debt. But it wasn't until we wanted to buy a house that we were like, okay, we, we, we've, got to, we've got to own this. We've got to, you know, be grown-ups and talk about debt management, namely student loans, because they weren't going to let us, they weren't going to give us a mortgage if we had all these like outstanding delinquent student loan payments and everything. No, no, nobody in their right mind, even in, in the craziness that was, you know, the early housing market of the early 2000s, they're still not going to give us a house. Uh, but we cleaned it up. We talked to some debt managers and now like, I don't fear getting a phone call. Like if 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 like I used to get super nervous about uh, the mail, like junk mail, and oh my, I'm getting a bill and I can't pay it and everything because we had just dodged it. And I, it's that same way with my teeth now. Having gone through it, there's not this unknown darkness, for lack of a better term, this unknown kind of 
you you have i mean i my brain went to the really bad place like you're going to have like jaw cancer or you're going to have to have all of your teeth pulled out and i thought they were going to laugh me out of out of the uh, the office i thought they were going to chide me i thought they were going to ridicule me i thought they were going to make me feel like a terrible terrible person for not having attended to my teeth in 35 years they did none of those things they didn't do any of those things. I mean, now the 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 dental hygienist is like, you need to be better about flossing, you know, in between uh, in between visits. You know, you need to do this, otherwise, you get the 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 what can only be described as a walnut tool. You know, that little that little pick they give you with you like the walnut <laughs> yes. tools. I was like, that's the only thing that thing looks like, and it feels like he's pulling my teeth out of my face. When he yeah. starts yanking on those, and it's it's a really simple calculus. If I don't want that to happen, maybe I should floss more. <laughs> There's a very, mm-hmm. very direct correlation between my flossing and his walnut picking. <laughs> but uh, um, but uh-huh. things have really normalized, and I don't have this fear floating around in the back of my head wondering what if because it and what i like to what i like to think about anything that i don't know an answer to like it, in 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 the absence of facts my brain will tend to substitute the worst possible outcome i'm sure there's like an official psych- psychological counseling term for that uh, but it happens in other things and you know i think i think it's just human nature like if mm-hmm. if you don't if with things it's, something it, with your yeah. job or whatever you you will it's, substitute it's the survival instinct mm. that human beings have always had yeah right if you don't know what's happening you better prepare for the worst yep because in caveman days <laughs> you might you if you don't prepare for the worst, you might get eaten. Right, right. it got really right? quiet out there. There's probably a tiger yes. right outside of my tent right. or exactly. my cave. I guess cave. Yeah, it's tent. really part of our cellular structure. Yeah, and yeah, so I so. had substituted the absolute worst. Mm-hmm. Same with debt. You know, the absolute worst at any moment, the cops are going to swoop in SWAT style through my doors <clears> and <throat> cart me off to debtor's prison, which I know isn't a thing. But your brain goes there, and the same was with mm-hmm. my teeth and health. And so uh, that's no longer a, a thing. And I actually, you know, and Shannon put it this way: anytime I don't feel like like brushing my teeth at night or whatever, because I'm I'm lazy or tired or whatever, she would say, uh, Dave. I know you don't want to hear this, but we're we're putting a lot, we're investing a lot into your teeth because they're important. So why don't why don't you think about you know going and and taking care and brushing before before night, and not in a weird kind of like naggy way, like we're spending money on your teeth, so you better no, nothing like that. But um, but she's you know, like we're investing in in your smile, and so your part of the bargain is is that you will take care of them, and I'm and I'm more motivated to do so. Yeah. Yeah, and so the one thing you told me about uh, this last visit is mm-hmm. that you didn't have to have anxiety Correct. medication. Correct. So some of that anxiety because you're de- you're in your adult reality, right? Right, because I, I'm not substituting my absolute worst fears. Now I did have have one of those on board for the first couple of visits, and of course with the wisdom yes. teeth, they like they they yeah. knock you out. <laughs> what yes, funny story about that is. Uh, I didn't take one of those those anxiety meds because I didn't want to like double up on top of like you know sure. nitrous oxide and anesthesia. I just said, nope, let's not do any of that. But I had this moment where like I have the mask on. They've already you know put the IV. They've already injected, and I feel kind of swimmy and floaty. And then I felt like I had a moment of clarity, and I'm like, uh oh, 
I don't think these drugs are working. I I hope yeah. I hope they remember to to and then I went out. <laughs> I was I was totally gone. All I all I remember is kind of waking up and he was as I was coming to, he was still doing some things. And what I what I what he was doing is is this final cleanup. He was done with yeah. the procedures, but I remember thinking, I'm waking up, I'm waking up. So that was a little <laughs> moment of freak out. But uh but no, I I tried this very last visit to not have one and not have an anxiety pill on board. And I I didn't tell the tech like this was I was going to do this. And part of me is like, I'm going to toughen up and, and and let's just see what happens. And so I sat down and he goes, it's a really, really sweet guy. His name is Alejandro. And he says, I just want to make sure, do you have your your med on board? And I said, no. And his eyes got really big. Like, because I he he's probably had his fair share of people freaking out, you know, because mm-hmm. of, and I said, I said, just gently, I said, that was on purpose. I'm going to try it without it. Let's see what happens. And, um... And it went okay. It, it went all right. I, I think um, it, it, it still wasn't, you know, a trip to Disney, but it was. <laughs> it, it wasn't a complete. Um, I, I no meltdowns or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have little headphones, and I kind of um, listen to music. Yeah. But yeah, but no, and um, I don't think I need those. I, yeah. I well, well, I'll have one. I have one on standby just in case. But it was that fear of the unknown, the shame in having gone so long, uh, and knowing that things are going sideways. Literally, I mean, <laughs> the reason they had to pull more <laughs> teeth out is I had a wisdom tooth that came in sideways, and it had been coming in sideways and, and was damaging the tooth beside it. Uh-huh. So they had to pull that out. And then they had to do bone grafting, which is a terrifying phrase that nobody wants applied to their jaw. But mm-hmm. uh, in, in the end, it's, 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 it's okay. It's all right. And see that, you know, you've made two really good points. One is that for 35 years, you were in your child reality, right? Your wounded child reality because you had trauma that wasn't attended to. Mm -hmm. All right. And then I'll just add this, you know, and I know that your parents are no longer here and they're lovely human beings. (laughs) I'm sure they were. Is that just because they lost their VA benefits or whatever to take care of your teeth when you needed to to have them taken care of. They didn't do it on purpose, but when parents are paying attention, they notice that, okay, well, these other kids have had to have braces and that was necessary and he needs to have braces too, but we don't have the money for that. So we better not get him braces versus well, we probably need to find a way to do this because this is going to infect him the rest of his life. Right, and that—that's just conjecture. I mean, that I was know, also like like my yeah. my sister had two kids by the time she was yeah. eighteen, and so uh, so so yeah. they had their see, hands full see, for sure. But you see how you want to protect them, right? You're you're right. And I've talked about this, and you know, ad nauseum <laughs> <laughs> that when you're looking at your childhood trauma, right, the first thing that happens in your brain is that you want to defend them, protect them rationalize and so it's important to realize that it's not about intention yeah no you're right parents aren't perfect and you're not saying well they did this to me so i'm gonna be really mad at them (laughs) blah 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 it's like no then you can be a little more gentle with yourself Mm. when you're looking at your own trauma and saying yeah that happened to me and yeah that probably you know shouldn't have been my deal 
right? I didn't need to have all that shame and, you know, that that impairs your ability to then go into your adult reality and take care of business yeah. as an adult, right? It's like, well, so now I, I better not talk about this because my teeth are falling out, <laughs> right? And I don't want anyone to know what a big scaredy cat I am to go in. It's like, that's called shame. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And it wasn't even yours to start with, right? kind of belongs to... Well, the military, they should have made some, you know. I mean, there was all kinds of people, adults, adults, in your child reality, when you really were a child, that should have stepped up and done something to help out. Instead, you looked at your sister's straight teeth and went, <laughs> well, okay, well, I'm not, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to deal with this. So I'll just, not go to the <laughs> I got to be honest at the time I was thankful in my, in my <clears throat> child brain right I'm like of course because you were a child because I'm like because, they, the braces yeah. they look like they really suck and they hurt and I don't want to be like made fun of and all of this stuff and so not. I at the time kid brain kid Dave right. thought he dodged a bullet that's of course right. and when you were little you were glad not to have to go 100%. back to the dentist because children, you know, it's different now. I mean, my little grandson went to the dentist for his first time, you know, when he was just starting to get teeth. And he's already brushing his teeth at 16 months and does a pretty good job. Yeah. But, you know, it's all different now, right? He doesn't have terror about going to the dentist. They start him out early enough, so it's just kind of what they do, right? Mm -hmm. But when you were young, and oh God, you don't want to get me going on when I was young in the dental <laughs> Talk about walnut, walnut picks <laughs> oh, and <geez>. tools. <laughs> right into your brain. Um, but, you know, it's like when it happens to you as a child, you just are glad that you don't have to go anymore. That's right. Then when you become an adult and you recognize that, wait a minute, I have some some dental issues here. Oh, I shouldn't have done. I should have gone and look at my crooked teeth or whatever. Shame on me, and mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to look. That's called shame. And of course, you're in your child reality. You were a child, right? <laughs> I, I was acting my age. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were acting your age, and you were feeling your age when you didn't have to go back. Mm -hmm. But then, when you're an adult, you look at it and you go, "Oh, wait. I uh, what am I going to do now?" Right? Yeah. It's like you don't have the tools. And even if your parents would have said, well, we really would have liked to get you some dentists, but we didn't have any money and we didn't know what to do, you could say, oh, well, okay, but now I can get it. You know, I can take care of that now. But that shame just is like a pall yeah. that hangs over you when it comes to dealing with those adult reality issues, right? Yep. Absolutely. And so I just want to congratulate you on doing that because, see, you didn't even need to go in and have massive therapy about the trauma, <laughs> right? You just went to the dentist. <laughs> I, and I did, well, I just needed someone, you, and not even in an official capacity, just kind no. of shooting the breeze, you know, before we record. And um, I know you're probably thinking, are you listening to the show, Dave? I've been saying, <laughs> but I just needed someone to to name the thing. To identify yeah. the thing that was, because I mean, right. I'm telling you, when you, when you're like, well, Dave, that's that's just garden variety trauma. Because in my mind, trauma was like trauma, either abuse or or injury or something like that. Uh -huh. But trauma doesn't have to be this 
at least what I've learned, is trauma doesn't have to be this life trajectory-altering occurrence to still have a ripple effect in your your everyday life. And that yes. that's by you saying trauma and me connecting those dots, now suddenly I'm like, oh, well, I have been listening to you and I have been hearing you talk about walking through that and processing, and now suddenly I feel like equipped, not, not without not without some fear. And it wasn't, you know, just like, we, let's go to the dentist. Again, it wasn't a trip to Disney. (laughs) Oh, that would be wrong. (laughs) That that would be delusional. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, I just needed, I just needed, not permission, but I just needed a name to it. And I've I've noticed since talking, walking through that, is I'm starting to, to kind of process other things I'm seeing. For example, the other day, I was out with some friends, and we were at a restaurant, and there was somebody being really nasty to a waiter, like really nasty. And um, I, th- I said to them, I said, well, that customer is in their child brain. They're not thinking <laughs> like an adult. They're not acting like an adult. They're, they're processing this situation. They're throwing a temper tantrum. They're not getting their way, and it's somebody else's fault. I'm a victim because they're in their child brain. And I actually told the story of how you helped me through uh, my dental issues and the fact that I wouldn't even have been able to like look at a situation like that and say, well, this person is not acting in an adult way. Now, I could say, you know, why don't, why don't you grow up? But the flip side <laughs> of that is understanding why they're not or, or how they're not. And so it kind of unlocked a little bit of compassion, I think, and a little bit of empathy for that situation. Um, <laughs> the waiter, of course, but, you know, instead of just seeing an annoying person and, and just dismissing them, I'm like, okay, they're, they. I hope they get some help, right? I hope mm-hmm. that I hope that they can find a way to uh, get on the other side of it because there is there's there's freedom and there's there's light there's lightness on the other side of that. Yes, and you know they don't I mean not everybody can go and have the kind of therapy that it takes to really deal with the, that kind of trauma, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yours, you changed your behavior, and because you changed your behavior, you started getting better, Mm. right? So in the area of going to the dentist and doing really good self-care in that way, you're not as terrified as you were. You're in your adult. Of course, you don't go, oh, boy, it's time to go to the dentist. (laughs) Who does that, right? Not wagging my tail and (laughs) running into the Jeep. Let's go. (laughs) Right. But you have an appropriate amount of fear which most people have who are in their adult reality when they go to the dentist. Um, But you don't have to take anti-anxiety medication Mm -hmm. just to go and have a checkup. Right. Right? And that is your adult reality. That's the reward for dealing with it, right? Yeah. Is that you have just a little bit less fear in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And and please hear me, and I want our listeners to hear that. I'm not diminishing trauma no. By any stretch of the imagination, uh, all things considered, uh, it's been pretty smooth sailing for me in my life, and I recognize that, and I understand the blessing that that is, and I don't take mm-hmm. that for granted. But um, but it just, uh, like I said, I, I, have, I have you to thank for that, and not in any, like, official, like, you know, bill, bill me per hour kind of way, <laughs> but just, just uh, reaching out and uh, helping me. And uh, oh. I'm I'm a changed I'm a changed man because of that, and I appreciate that. So thank you very much. 
You're welcome. And, you know, I just want to say, too, that if you don't have the money to do the long-term therapy or the time or the energy, you can always buy my book. <laughs> or to listen to my podcast, right? Yeah. Or buy my book if you really want to get into the nuts and bolts of it without having to go to a therapist. Some people just need to, but in my book, Iron Legacy, Childhood Trauma and Adult Transformation, there's the whole, almost everything I talk about, almost, is in the book. There's more in the book. It's more dense. But there's actually parts of the book that tells you, okay, now you've done this, do this. Now that you understand this, do this. And, you know, it's it's not, like I said before, like with the drinking or the drugs, it's not easy, but it is simple. Mm. Okay? Mm. Amazon has my book. It'll be out on audio sometime yeah, soon, and, I hope. Yeah. And we have, we'll have a link to that in our show notes as yeah. well, so you, so, can, you can check that. And so you're, just, just you're, just, you're just giving it away right. every week, you know? I you're, am. All of this, like, it's solid gold. <laughs> this is just yes. like, like <laughs> pearls, you know, just floating in the water, and all you have to do is pick them up. You don't even have well, to crack you. open the oyster for them. They're just there. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're very welcome. And, and so, you know, last time I said, okay, now let's find something you want to change. And we're going to talk about that next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healing Your Family Legacy here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com support. Healing Your Family Legacy is copyright 2022, Dr. Donna Bevanley, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.